Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. A very good day to you. This is Brad Zockel. This is November 21st, 2023, and I imagine... By the time that you're hearing this podcast, it will either be Thanksgiving Day, maybe a smidgen past Thanksgiving. Hope you've had a great holiday here. I want to let you just know, part of my great Thanksgiving every day is on my dear friends who are listening and encouraging, writing us letters here at the Heaven Tour Ministry, letting us know of what we're doing in, in, in all of our ministry here. Thank you so much. The growth of the Heaven Tour Ministry has been a wonder to behold. And as I have told you, I am just absolutely stunned by all of the joyful uh, horizons that have been open and sharing with churches and conferences and camps. Now, I want to say this right now as we get going here. I'm in the barn studio here recording, and uh, it's a very rainy South Carolina uh, day as we're going through a bit cold here. But I wanted to share this with you in this time that I'm at my desk. I am uh, currently setting up the 2024 calendar for traveling. Now, I do combine the social media ministry along with my podcasting uh, included in that social media, as well as TikTok and YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and which is now known as X. And as we I am continuing on, then I get on the road when occasion allows. And I'd like to do that uh, come early spring, uh, maybe even as late as uh, early as February, I'd like to get back on the road uh, locally and then a swing out through the region. And if the Lord would allow, I'd like to reach the, the coast this year, 2024. And so if your church, your camp, your conference would like me to come and speak, then please let me know. Write me at brad at theheaventour.org, brad at theheaventour.org. And if you would like to send anything, any information, anything along that line, then please contact me uh, at the Heaven Tour. Our snail mail address is the Heaven Tour, Post Office Box seven nine five, Pickens, South Carolina two nine six seven one. We have some projects. One of them is a major project in a cinema presentation that we would present to churches for them to use in a morning Bible study or maybe an afternoon evening Bible study for that matter. And all, and uh, we're trying to raise two thousand dollars to make this all happen together, helping with the editor. We're receiving from a Christian uh, uh, gentlemen wonderful discounts in making this happen. But we do want to raise the money to help him in his labors. And so, uh, if you would see your way to uh, donating, here's the end of the year coming up, and uh, maybe you're looking for a tax deduction. We are five hundred one c three, five hundred one c three, and we will get you a receipt there. And your gift would help us so much in our different outreaches as we want to reach churches with many materials. And some churches are so small they can't afford that. They're on an extremely limited budget. As I told you, I've been to conglomerate of uh, church pastors and virtually every one of them is bivocational. They're having to work at this. And one uh, gentleman told me that he was serving, it was in a northern state, and he is full-time with the state and coming in and helping. And I said, well, are you able to get any help from your church? And he says, oh, $100 a month. And this man has no complaints, loves serving the Lord and such, and bless his heart. So we want to do everything we can to help out these different Bible-believing churches, and you can help out too. 
Well, there's more I can say, just reminding you that on Amazon, if you would like to get one of her books, it is available, and it's called uh, Heaven, the Adventure Begins. Heaven, the Adventure Begins, or What is Heaven All About? And those are available, and any uh, of the purchases, uh, the little bit of it helps us in my travel expenses as well. We're going into Revelation chapter 17 now. This is more specific in the judgments. All of the worldwide judgments have come. And we're taking a look in these next two chapters about something. It's like getting away from the telescope and coming down, may I say, into a microscopic view, or at least zooming in, let's say that. So what we saw is the seven angels had the seven last plagues. Uh, they were, those seven last plagues were the seven bold judgments. The first seven were the seal judgments, the second the trumpet judgments, and the bold judgments. And John has witnessed and written about these being poured forth. And then what happens is there is a solitary voice that calls out from the temple and says, it is done. And so what happened is God has set everything into motion in wrath being going out. And with all these things, now what's going to happen is we're going to move toward Revelation 20, which will introduce something called the millennial kingdom. We'll talk about that in detail as we move over there. And that will start at Revelation 20, start about verse 4. And so what happens now, everything that John is now going to find out about in the uh, all of this that's, that's going to come on, it's going to keep pushing us into the future. But what we're looking at right now is what happens. What happens to people from all of these judgments which John saw in the past? And so we're learning about the destruction of Babylon, something called Babylon, and then the wrath that is the answer of both the prayers of the, all of the believers through the generations and generations, and as well as that answer, you have the settled decision by God to punish those that are rebellious. Now, when we see this, John takes a look, and you will see there's the details that are talking about Babylon going down, the beast, which is the Antichrist, that's a name for him, and his followers, they go down, and then the head enemy, which we would know as Satan, he's going down. You'll find this from 17, chapter 17, all the way through 20. All right? So, as we look at this, we are finding out in Revelation chapter 17, then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and spoke with me, saying, Come here, and I will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who sits on the many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed acts of sexual immorality. And those who live on the earth became drunk with the wine of her sexual immorality. And he carried me away in the spirit into a wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast full of blasphemous names, having seven heads and ten horns, the woman was clothed, was clothed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold, precious stones and pearls, holding in her hand a gold cup full of abominations and one of the unclean things of her sexual morality. And verse 5, And on her forehead a name was written, a mystery, quote, Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth. 
And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the witnesses of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered greatly. And the angel said to me, Why do you wonder? I will tell you the mystery of the woman of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. Okay. So let's start this off. We're going to get an answer from the angel. But let's start looking into this and try to get, uh, uh, as the Lord would allow, to get a good understanding of what's going on in this mystery. Not just for interest's sake, but what can we learn and how can we use this in our Christian walk? So, we see this. The seven angels had come. This is one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls uh, on this. And they were the last judgments going on. And they held, they were seven golden bowls. Gold denotes deity. The golden bowls of the wrath of God. And they were poured out. And the final one was poured into the air as we talked about that. Now, Then we see this. John sees this woman, and this would be the angel we believe that had shown the seventh bowl, that had uh, displayed the uh, wrath on the seventh bowl. This may be the very same one, and now he's showing this woman, and her name, in a sense, is Babylon. And we have this name for a lot of destructive nature throughout the scriptures, and this is one. So the angel says, come, I will show you. And you see this. This is a a, a phrase of invitation for instruction. Because when you go over to Revelation chapter 21 and verse 9, angel says this, come and I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. Talking about the universal group of believers of Jesus Christ there. The introduction of the bad, the introduction of the good. John, John, you need to see the the wrath as well as the reward. You need to see the destructive as well as the good. And this is the way it is in the balance of the Christian life. We're not here just to get all good and, and, and happy and all. And in my ministry, so many people will come, more than one. I'm not saying the majority of the people that, that listen, but more than I would be comfortable with and you would be comfortable with that would come and say, well, everybody makes it, right? Everybody, just this even happened this morning in one of my live streams. And a woman wrote and said, so all of my family gets to go to heaven. Well, I'm finding out I'm not even sure of her salvation. She had uh, given some uh, background on her walk or non-walk with the Lord. And she's just feeling that since everybody's related, if I do get saved, I kind of like spider web them all into it. No, no, that's not it at all. And we must also tell these things. This is not just all a happy message of positive and not wanting to offend anybody. John is getting this. I will show you the good, I will show you the bad. This is necessary. The balance of what we're seeing, John, in our ministry here. This judgment is coming on. I will show you the judgment here, this one. This great harlot, call it capital G, capital H. Or, as I had read to you, I was reading from the translation, which is the New American Standard here, and it says the judgment of the great prostitute. So, we keep seeing this one being called Babylon, associated with this. Now, we go way back, and we keep seeing in the Old Testament, Isaiah, Jeremiah, keep going up against this one and keep using this term, Babylon's going to get it. You see it in Isaiah chapter 13, Jeremiah chapter 15. Babylon has been captured in chapter 50. Uh, you, you, Verse uh, chapter 51, 
Uh, you go to verse 46. Babylon has been seized. The earth is shaken and outcry among the nations. And you keep seeing this, and you will see what happens now, Babylon going down. But there's also a future eternal aspect of it, and that's what's happening now as well when we see this. This is not only what is happening within the lifetime of those, but also happening well away from them too. Because this, these different uh, uh, passages of judgment aren't really complete all the way until you come to here. Why is she being judged? Well, one of the things, the blood, there is martyrdom under this one. The great harlot has caused Christians to die because of that. Revelation 17 and verse 6, with the blood of the witnesses of Jesus. The great harlot really just means it's, it's massive outreach, dominance in here, in spiritual idolatry. And that has been, how, many, how often is that, that we see uh, those that would take spiritual things and make them into a personal cult or another leaning and things like that. And really, when we stay looking at this, we see a very strange phrase here, who sits on many waters. Now, what is that supposed to mean? Well, when we look, we, we know that the Jewish uh, culture talked about waters in the plural, in the depth, is of chaos and uh, destruction, possible destruction. Think of Revelation chapter 13, the beast comes out of the water. And when we see this, when we take a look, we go way back, we're looking in Jeremiah chapter 51, and Jeremiah is referring to Babylon and says, you dwell by many waters. And when we see this, we're trying to think, there must be something going on here. Well, we do know that Babylon itself is the city, did have waterways around it, many numerous waterways in history, uh, the Babylon of Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, when we look at this, we're talking about a massive outreach of land. And through there, we see this. It's nestled against the Euphrates, enjoying great commerce and such. And so now, what it, it does remind us now, the many waters, which are, as we see in Revelation chapter 17 and verse 15, it's explained. What does this mean? It's talking about not the physical waters so much as, quote, in verse 15, the waters which you see where the harlot sits are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. We see that phrase a lot when we look in Daniel and Revelation. Uh, ones that would use multiple terms talking about large population. And what it's saying is, whereas in the very beginning, Nebuchadnezzar had uh, decided to start Babel and just have a on the plain of Shinar to have... Uh, just one collection of human secular reasoning outside of that. This now is worldwide. This now is worldwide in this. And so it's seeing that it, its reaches are global here. Very much. This is when it uses the term the great harlot, the, the mega, mega. It's out there. And it is, in, in, in the whole sense, of reaching out and infiltrating all the different areas. That's what happened. But what happens here? The kings of the earth, the leadership, not just the populace. Somebody says, oh, all this influence is upon the dumb. You know, uh, the flotsam of the generation, the great unwashed. No, what it says here. The kings of the earth 
committed fornication with the harlot. What happens is, she is reigning over the kings of the earth. They're following, so the leadership is pulling everything along. With whom the kings of the earth committed fornication. All right? And we get the word for pornography from this word fornication in the Greek. We'd see this. This term literally means to have sexual immorality in the prostituting sense. And it can also reach out to say that this is going to be idolatry too. When you think of this, um, when we look at the prophetic passages of Ezekiel, you know, we've talked about Ezekiel, the millennial kingdom of chapters 40 through 47, and then the wonder of seeing the future all based upon the opening chapters of the wonders of heaven and God on the throne. But we think about this in well, in, in all this magnificence and all of this promise, we are then dropped into Ezekiel 23, and we'll see that this term is used here in the description of the judgments and the horrific actions that happen. Uh, Ezekiel 23, yet she multiplied her harlotries, remembering the days of her youth when she played the harlot in the land of Egypt. And what was that? Well, plenty of idolatry going on there too. So what does it mean if you're prostituting somebody, something? You are, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that it is a sexual thing. It can mean in anything. You've probably used this term in American English, you know, in the vernacular. Well, you know, that whole computer program was, was going the right way, and this person came over with an, a wrong intent and prostituted the, the whole thing to get their own way. Or you might say, <clears throat> somebody had a whole plan for this organization, and then this leadership came along and tried to rebel, and it prostituted everything. So what it means is you're going to take it and you're going to change it for the bad. It's not going to go in the way it should have gone, all right? And so what we're looking at here is... This is talking about the spiritual walk of mankind. Religion. It has been taken. The walk with God, the seeking of deity, has been in the heart of mankind. He's Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11. You know, there is eternity in the heart of people. They want to know the purpose in life. They're looking for a God. I'll remind you, in recorded history, we don't have any missionaries coming back and saying, we found an atheistic uh, tribe. Because we all have those that are aware, as Romans chapter 1 says, that there are those that are walking around in rejection of the Lord, but it's not because he didn't make his invisible attributes, his divine nature known, Romans chapter 1. What happened? They took the truth and they suppressed it. They didn't want it. That's what's happening. They fornicated. They changed it of this. They had, had taken this fornication would mean it has been a perversion of things, and they're not following the way they could. The prostituting, this is all just references to things that have been changed away. But what happens is, this is like Babylon. Babylon. And it's saying this, the earth, the kings of the earth, wanted to follow whoever's in charge. Just as during the regime, regimes of the Nazis in World War II. And there were other smaller nations that said, hey, look, you seem to be the winning side. I'm moving with you. And of course, in the downfall of them, then they paid the price of that. But you're seeing this also here. These kings are swayed by what they see. 
and they want to follow this. Well, there's more I can say, and I'm just starting to get into it. I see I'm out of time. We're working into this. The danger of religiosity, the dangers of just throwing God words in and moving about that you want to. And really, as we're very specific here, this is the danger of moving away from God's word, his scripture. There's many things you can say, but let's just take it down to the brass tacks on that. This is why, my friends, if you followed me on my ministry, people will say, what do you think about this? Brad, what is your opinion about that, that situation or this, uh, this particular book about heaven or that thing? And I said, my opinion is irrelevant. Let's go to the scripture. I'm going to reword your question. What does the Bible say about this? Do you know why? I never want to be guilty of swaying somebody by my opinion. And so my opinion, I fight to keep it out of any of our ministry presentations because people can take a bit of the word and move away. Just as you saw in The Lord of the Rings, if you've read it, Gandalf says, that's too much power for me to handle. I don't want to take it and get involved in in my area. It's just something I don't think I could handle in the right way. It's so powerful. Let the ring be the ring, okay, in the same way. The scripture, Tolkien was a believer, as you know. We've talked about this in times past, too. And he was giving some good messages, too. But in the same way, in the scripture, when I see the scripture, if I was to take it and mold it to my own happiness, that's a dangerous thing. And I can't even consider doing that. And I won't. And so in this, when we let this scripture, we're going through it, we understand here, this is what happens when mankind grabs the spiritual and molds it to this horizon on the earth. It's not going to work. If we live horizontally under the sun, as Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, we have a problem. But we look vertical above the sun to the eternals, and that's where we find out joy will reign forever, as it says in Isaiah 55 and 11, that we will laugh, Luke 6, 21, and that there will be pleasures forevermore, Psalm 16, 11. Why? Because we're with Yahweh. We're with the Son who's made this happiness possible, who's taken away our sins. Thrown them, the Father says, as far as the east is from the west, Psalm 102, verse 12. More I can say, going to get going. Thank you so much. This is Brad Zockel here, the Heaven Tour Ministry in the studio. I just really thank you for all of your encouragement. God bless you, and we'll talk soon. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end of year gift. You can send your gift to the Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795 Pickens, South Carolina 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.